say there's nothing left. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And it is Friday morning, so we had Jen Snow in the morning show this morning. And we are going to talk about, do you want to talk about the motherboard? Yes, I actually do. There's some little things. We need to start this way. <laughs> guys, good morning. JH Dad, hold my sippy. And good Lord, you guys changed all your names. And now I'm all fucked up. Listen, stop it. <laughs> Stop changing your names. Oh Even my god, Diane Good changed your name. I'm like, Brent, I thought that said Stone Chad for a minute. And I'm like, who the fuck is Chad? Good morning, Purple Princess and Diane. Good morning, good morning, good morning. H Devil Kids, good morning. You guys, good morning and a very happy Friday to all of you. I hope you're having the best week ever. And thank you so much for being here. Uh Jen Snow in the morning show. I was talking to Jen backstage. I I, I wasn't into meditation yesterday. So I go and nubbins, good morning. I went into meditation yesterday and uh it was a deeper meditation that I had in a little bit of a while. I know. I coughed too. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna... <laughs> I, have... I, I can't. There's a full, it was a full moon last night. That's all I got. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I got, yeah. I got to talk about that. Oh yeah. Let's talk about meditation. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, maybe that's why. Like we, <laughs> but, um. <laughs> I said this meditation. I, it was a late meditation too. I normally I meditate early in the morning and then early in the afternoon that I'm done for the day. But last night I didn't get meditating until around 4 35 o'clock. And so I meditated. And in the meditation, I'm I'm in the space and I'm in the deep and I'm not really thinking about anything. And then occasionally, and it does explain all the fuckery. Occasionally, <laughs> um I, I'll get messages. And this is kind of how it works with me. All right. It doesn't work this way with everybody. This is how it works with me. I'll be not thinking of anything. And then I will get messages. Messages come in like text messages, like text message. Remember when cell phones used to be like the new thing and that was like the oh ringtone? God, yeah. Text message. It's still like in my, ouch, ouch, ouch. I felt my elbow. Ouch. Oh no. Ouch, it really hurts. <laughs> and in the text, God, in the text message, in the text message, it's from somebody. It's usually from somebody. It's usually somebody I know. But in the text message, it says, you were my mother boy. And I was like, and it was enough, like when it happens, it's enough to almost give you that kind of jolt. Kind of like when you wake, like if you're not really asleep, but kind of asleep, but then you feel like you're falling and then you wake up. That's that's what it feels like. So then you're jolted up. Mm-hmm. And it was enough to jolt me up and almost to check my phone because it's real. It Like it feels real. Yeah. It looks, it is real. And then to check my phone. And I, then that was a whole nother thing because then I had a message. But I, and that's what it said. And I'm like, I don't even like computers. Like, why am I? I don't I'm, like this is the only thing I think of when I think of motherboard is I think the motherboard in my computer, like the one that just fried things to the FBI <laughs> van that's sitting outside my house. And I had to get the whole thing reworked. Like, we got it back now. And I love you. I love you. Please don't break. Again. Um, But it turns out there's a spiritual motherboard. And I sent Jen the link. She had never really heard of this either. There's a spiritual motherboard. So if you want to look it up, type in spiritual and the motherboard in the Google. And you'll find a bunch of stuff. And it talks about how. Uh, like your motherboard is your hard line. Your motherboard is your red line. Your motherboard is, is the line that you won't cross. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like the one thing that you won't negotiate on. Like it is your thing. And mm-hmm. it also goes down to talk about, and there was a whole part of it. It comes from like Jewish. It, it's a lot of it is like a Jewish belief, I guess. And, and like a Jewish kind of a religion. So I'm like, fuck, I'm Jewish. That's cool. Like, I, but I don't like baklava. Like I'm not even here for it. I'm Irish, whatever. And, but it talks about being the anchor. And so you are the anchor or your motherboard is your anchor. And so and the article talked more in like a way of uh, finding your motherboard and your motherboard being your ankle. But the message that I got said, you are my motherboard. So that but I translated and I thought way too much about this, but I translated that into being that person's motherboard, which makes sense because I'm, I'm kind of a motherboard for, I think a few people, a lot, like maybe you guys here in the comments, Jen, obviously, you know, on the motherboard for some people. But when I was thinking about this too, like, ow, I thought of you because Jen is like the motherboard to all the people. Because this is kind of what you like. You are the mother. You're like the major, like I'm just a little minor motherboard. You are like a major motherboard and you motherboard all the people. And so people come to you and you are their anchor and you are their safe place to unload all of their crap. And then they can leave and then you got to deal with the crap, which sucks for you. I don't know why you're in that line of business that you're fucking in. I'm the adultier adult. Not, no, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't feel like, but I feel like if we were going to go into a revolution, which I'm not saying it's not going to happen, by the way, because some shit's getting weird, right? But I'm saying that I feel like 
I would probably lead some kind of something because I'm very good under that kind of pressure. Like I can make decisions under that kind mm-hmm. of pressure when things get less serious. So yes, I can do that. And I get a lot of people that come for advice and on and and come to not they don't complain or vent, but when they get really over like when when the FBI raided Donald Trump's home, right? I got a bunch of Trumpers that follow me and I love them. Like I love their their dedication to our country. It's fantastic. But they will come and, the, and a lot of it's women. And they're mm-hmm. really upset. They're like, what if he goes to jail? What if he can't run? Are we really going to have to deal with this for another? <coughs> and I can get into this mode of calming people down and be, reminding them it's not about him. It's about you. And it's about anyway. So I kind of resonated with it. But that that's it. That's the motherboard. So if you're ever in meditation and you get the message that you are the motherboard or find your motherboard, just know that there is a spiritual motherboard out there. And it's not a bullshit thing. I thought it was a bullshit thing. It's not bullshit. I think it's I think it's so cool though. Like when you look think about the description of it, it really does make a lot of sense. How many people have that person that anchors them into their space, into their, you know, okay, I am now in my core values. I am in that space where I'm sitting in my authentic self. And how many people have that in their lives? And I think that finding and having that for yourself is um and knowing that your own your motherboard and what that hard line looks like for you really allows you to live your life as who you are. So it's a, that's a really cool message, actually. It was well-timed, too, because, like I said, when I get these – and we've talked about Like, I've gotten messages from, mm-hmm. from Jen. She has. But that weren't from Jen. But then I've woken up, and then I had a message from Jen. But it wasn't the same message, but it was a message. It was, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening? going on it's because you i have it's like thinking about you and i'm like well i have very much learned that if i'm thinking about you i need to message you because usually the timing is pretty awesome so it is and then the same thing happened yesterday so when i got the message the message from a specific person and i woke up and then i had a message from the specific and i'm not surprised by that anymore i used to get really shocked by that I'm like oh my god that's confirmation whatever i'm not anymore it happened with jake and it happened with elf a couple times even though he didn't believe in this shit um <laughs> it happened with you quite a bit but you're, I think we're kind of in tuned in that way too. Sometimes Absolutely. like I think we're closer connected than I am with a lot of people on the internet, but uh, so I'm not shocked by it anymore. It used to kind of get me, but not anymore. That happens but, in my uh, meditations a lot too, where I'll like be there and all of a sudden somebody will come into my head. I'm like, whoa. And then yeah. I will look at my phone. I'm like, oh, look, there's a voice recording a message from this person. That's funny. Like yesterday morning, same thing happened. I was doing my, you know, daily mantra and that, like when I wake up and I'm in that in-between stage and all of a sudden, boom, this person, like I hear their voice and I see their name and yep. Yep. I'm like, oh, I wonder, I was like thinking, may I better come out of this and like send them a message. No, no, there was a message there for me and it was kind of, it was, yeah. So I totally get the shock of it because you're like, who, what? Right. It is. It's, it is shock. It's, it's unnerving and it's, uncomfortable too like i that's what i compare i compare it to that feeling when you're almost asleep and then you feel like you're gonna fall out of bed that's what it feels that's what it feels like to me and i hate that feeling i hate that feeling yeah like your heart stops like i'm dead for for about a a millisecond like this is what it feels like when you die like this is it we're dead you know that you know that hard line that is one of my hard lines with my guides and the light beings no more of this falling feeling. I'm out. If I'm astroplaning, you need to bring me back gently. I have this big, huge like thing with my soul. I'm like, this is it. You, you, if you go too far and you're really disattached to the body, then you need to understand that when you come back, I don't want to feel that way. That way sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nubbin says that happens to me regularly. Think of someone and then get a message from them. I can we. I know we have a topic and we're going to get but there, but welcome topic. to the show. This is how we go. Okay. Look, this is what we do. <laughs> so I want to talk about this. So I, so I watched this video on TikTok because I often kind of wondered this too. I, I always felt like my intuition was pretty strong, even though I didn't fully understand what intuition was and what I had to do with it until I was obviously now and much older. But I've always, I always kind of wondered about this and they've, everybody talks about it being, you know, no, you're just, you know, you're obsessed or you're, you know, you've got this or you've got mental health or maybe you're just think it's, they kind of talk about like it's bogus. And that sat with me for a really long time because I, I used to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. I would think of people and they like in the most random situations, these people would come into my mind and and then throughout the day, like or things would remind me of them or I all of a sudden I'm, I haven't thought about people in months and all of a sudden I cannot get them out of my head. Yep. And this chick on TikTok, right? Okay. She's, she's a very pretty young lady too. She's such just gorgeous. 
but she's she's a she claims to be a dark empath. I don't know if I buy into all that, but fine. She claims right. to be a more of a darker empath and and leads more with her dark feminine, which I kind of resonate with on the back end of this. But she talks, she's like, what what happens? Or what is she? She's like, when you get all these sudden urges to reach out to a person, when they're in your dreams, when you're constantly thinking of them somewhere out of the blue. Da, 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 da. And then you she's like, and then you realize what's happening. And then at the end of the video, she's like, it's because they're manifesting you as you're, you know, sitting there right now. And that really hit me good because I'm like, yeah, you know, because I always felt like that's what it was. I feel like I have control over my thoughts and my emotions. And so if there's something going on that I can't really control, then I have to believe that that's probably not me and mm -hmm. that I need to do something about that, whether that's reaching out to that person or going into meditation and shutting that fucking door yeah. because it depends. It depends on the person, right? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think there's a twofold to that. I actually definitely a hundred percent see like that side is very much alive because I have often sent somebody a message like, Oh my God. Yeah. I was just like talking about you with somebody and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like they were actually, you know, tapping into my energy because they were talking about me. But right. on the other side of things, I've also gotten messages to be places or to call somebody because not because they were directly manifesting me, but their their guides were connecting with my guides and their guide, my guides were giving them me. Like right. I, a friend of mine, her horse used to call it quite a bit. And I used to get woken up in the morning in like the middle of the, like 3 a.m., 2 a.m. And I would hear her, this horse's spirit tell me I need to get to the barn to help. And I would show up at the barn at 2 a.m. and nobody would be in this barn. It would be like pitch black. I'm like, oh God. And I didn't know this person super, super well. We had just met. I'm like, well, the horse is caulking, so I'm going in because in the horse world, colic can mean like the end of life. It can be very, it's right. a very, very serious thing if not addressed immediately. And even if addressed immediately, it doesn't always mean that it's going to work out. So I would be in there and next thing I know, my friend would come out and she's like, oh my God, I was just getting dressed and I saw a car pull into the, she's like, how did you know? She's like, I didn't even know till I heard this last kick two seconds, like three, like three seconds ago. And I'm like, right. well, she called. So right. um, it can be a bit of both it's where you're getting messages from your guides because somebody else's guides are communicating with them because you're supposed to be there for, you know. So it's a it's an interesting process. It's not always just the person in the physical that, you know, that is creating that manifested connection. It, it can be on the spiritual side as well. I agree. And, and it's real. I want to yeah. emphasize oh. this a little bit. And because look, I am, I am, even when I started, even as I'm going through all this, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty logical. Like I'm pretty, like, I trust my intuition. I trust it a lot. It's going to take a lot for me to think that th this, that what's happening is something like that. Like it's going to take some pretty big ass fucking signs yeah. and confirmation in order to make me believe I'm kind of to a point now where I can recognize what that is versus what maybe me being in my head and overthinking is. Yeah. But in the B, I mean, this is, it's very real. And I've had enough confirmation of it happening to even convince me that there's gotta be something more to this because on even like a scientific side, like on a scientific, energetic, telepathic, there's got to be something to this. And then I kind of dove into like some of these scientists that did a lot of studies when it came to energy and brain waves. Somebody mm -hmm. had made the comment about the phones and I want to go back up to this. Here it is. So brains are starting to recognize the electronic signal oh. the phones use could be a bad thing, could be a good thing for sure. And I think it's oh. I think you're, you might be onto something with this because it's interesting was when, like I said, when this happens, it's, it's, and it's not a text. I don't get a lot of text messages. If mine's all DMs, so it's like Instagram DMs. Even like Mr. Shipwreck mostly uh, messages me in my Instagram DMs because it's faster. My our text message app sucks. But <laughs> so it's 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 usually Instagram DMs or it's um no, it's usually Instagram DMs. It's probably where I spend the most of my time, and that's probably why I get messages that way because I can recognize them. But our brains, it's funny because our brains are starting to recognize the phone energies, right? And it could be a bad thing. It might be, we might all have brain cancer now. Like it's over, game on, game yeah. on you guys. Enjoy yeah. your tumor. I have uh, that just, you know what? The intuition, okay, I'm comfortable with that. I get it. And you know what? I've ignored it enough times and then they've been like, oh, I totally should not have ignored that. 
But that's actually how I finally gave in and was like, okay, I understand this is real. It's because I kept ignoring it on purpose. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to be that person. No, no. Or you try to explain it away. Like you try to be like, oh, that's just, and I don't believe in coincidences at all when it comes to politics and government, right? So it doesn't make sense that I would believe in coincidences with this. That it's not, it's usually that. I don't so that's the first thing that you think about. So if you if this is happening, you're like, oh my God, it's this. And then in that half a second later, your brain starts to talk you out of it. No, it's not. That's a coincidence. You sound, you know, you sound crazy, or this is something else, or it's probably, but yeah. it's in that first half a second. That's what it is. Like that's your intuition, and that's what you need to listen to. And the more that you listen to it, and the more that you accept it for what it is, you don't even have to do anything with it. You don't have to reach out to them. You don't have mm-hmm. to do anything with it. But if you, you just need to accept that it is what it is. Once you do that and you do it enough times that, that millisecond, that first mill, it starts to get a little bit longer and a little, and you start to just resonate with it and it starts to just sit and it doesn't cause you so much. It used to cause me a shit ton of anxiety because I'd be like, do I need to reach out? What do I need to do? What's the plan I need to take with this? Like, oh my God, now I just let it sit. And I'm like, okay, if I have to do something, I'll know that I have to do something. And that's perfect because- yeah. Um, this is the one thing, like, you know, it's funny. I was just, you know, I kind of know our topics are going to, I was just literally talking about this yesterday again, about how, as we step into our intuitive selves or our light body selves and become more connected, more aligned, more balanced and in harmony in our physical body, our physical cells are able to stretch the mat capacity of our light body that they're holding and they're generating in this physical realm. We become more a part of that, that, that knowing that higher consciousness, our higher selves. But a lot of people get really afraid of that because there, I think there's this underlying, the impression that I've been given from many, many different people that I've talked to is that there's this underlying expectation that if they step into this part of themselves and they integrate this part of themselves into their daily lives, that they have to go and save the world. Right. But all right. Of a sudden, they have to go do something. They have to make the world a better place and it's got to be this grand thing and everybody's got to, you know, it's a, and they've this pressure and this pressure creates that anxiety and it creates this, you know what, I don't really want to go here. But the truth of it is, and the truth that has been given to me and it's my truth and it's been hammered into me over and over again, especially when I was in my dark night of the soul where I was really making a choice of, you know, if I step into this, do I have like, what is the purpose of this? And, you know, is that per- it felt very overwhelming at the time because I wasn't even ready to accept what I am and who I am and what I can be. But then we get to this place where this whole shift is happening and everybody's now getting into this place where their light body is starting to integrate into the physical body more and more. But the thing is, the only purpose of that is to make your life better, to make right. your journey more of a joyful experience and however that looks to you and however you choose to integrate that and utilize that part of yourself, that, that piece of you is it can be just for you because as you grow, as you expand, as you integrate, you don't have to do anything more than that and just bring it into your life and let yourself flourish where that expectation needs to be kind of, I feel like it needs to be stripped away because that is what's really creating this barrier of, you know, doing it and hesitating on it. And if we can strip that expectation away, you don't have to go out and save the world because your only job with your intuition is to enjoy and bring it into your life and making your life better, your existence. Yeah. It's supposed to make it's supposed to make it easier for you. It really has nothing to do with and and a lot of this goes back to trust too, right? Just because Mm -hmm. you you know this is what I struggle with, because I know something is supposed to be here. And I know something is supposed to be, I just don't know how. And so I I spent a lot of time really wrapped up in the how, like I was super attached to the outcome of, of what it was supposed to be like and whatever, and trying to figure out all the different outcomes. And it caused, and I was, you know, and being like, it's super wounded too. I had a lot of wounding. And so when you topple all of that, you just have this volcano of bullshit. And then you got to work through all that. And the reality is, is that once you recognize that this, it's letting it come, and then trusting yourself to know that if you need to do something, you'll be able to do something. But don't go forcing it. Don't go be like, like if you, if you, if this happens to you with somebody, and let's say you're in no contact with somebody, let's say that somebody's no good for you and you've already decided, like, you, and you're not ready to do that. That doesn't mean you have to go reach out. That doesn't mean that 
that you have to get up and do anything or you have to welcome this person back into your circle. Okay. If you, and you'll know it, like you will know, no, I'm not going to do this. And you can go into meditation and you can, you can wish them the love and the light and the bullshit. And then you can shut the damn door and be like, that's enough. Because a lot of times too, on their end, a lot of it could be them thinking of you too. And so it kind of coagulates together and and not, it doesn't necessarily mean reunion. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means that there's alignment of energies and maybe we haven't shut the door fully completely yet. And just because the door, and I want to say this too, just because the door is shut so that you can heal and you can start practicing what you've learned and so that you can breathe a little bit doesn't mean that that door can't be reopened later on down the line when you are in a much better place to accept it, like the situation for what it is, or maybe allow that person to grow or whatever. Um, Amy Lewis made a good point. She said, it's called a practice for a reason. You have to practice for it to grow. If you ignore it, it stops talking to you. My shit never stopped talking to me. Never. You know what? Here's Do you want to know what what the fuck happened when I ignored it? Let me tell you what happened. Then the axle fell out of my car in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Right. Uh, then like the, the, the ball and the hitch fell off of, of Kermit in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Like when I ignored what I knew to be true, like bad things happened and then they just kept happening and they were like, no, 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 no. They didn't stop. They didn't try and stop talking to me. They got really loud and they got really violent and they got really kind of scary. And they were like, "Uh, how much are we going to have to do here to get you to go home and to, to really sit with your shit and stop running? Cause that's what it is. When we were going to do the whole Kermit and camp, I was in the middle of all this. And a lot of that, and now looking back on it, a lot of it really had nothing to do with my own healing. Although there was a lot in it. I was running. I was fucking, I was running. I was running from everything. My responsibilities. I was just running. I didn't want to deal with anything anymore. I just wanted to run. And then you know what happened? Everything broke all the time. Everything broke all the time. Like, and, and nothing went right. And everything was, you know, not everything. Cause I, I did have a lot of really good moments, but I can tell you that the bad moments far outweighed the good ones, um, in this sense. And I, when I went to Iowa city, it was kind of the same thing. Like it was, I wasn't really going there to do anything. I was running because I didn't know what else to do. I was scared. I was running and I didn't want to face what I was looking down at. And so I get to Iowa city and then I get fucking COVID monkey flu, Momicron, right? All three of them just wham. And I got sick of shit. And then some demon from the, the parking lot of the garage came up and was like, boogie, boogie, boo. And I was like, ah, that's what happened. And then I drive home in a snowstorm. It was just, I can't, you can't, Mine does not, they don't stop talking. They just get more aggressive. My scary. same experience. My experience of shutting it off didn't work out well. I mean, I tried and I'm, I was, I was pretty good until I wasn't good. And I wasn't good I, for lo- much longer than I was actually good at it because I just, and you know, my, my guy, it all started off like an easy, like disasters, you know, like you should really pay yeah. attention. And all of a sudden like when you stub your toe and you're like, Oh, that hurts. Oh, yeah, who knows? But if you ignore it, then like, they're going to yeah. throw you in a ditch in a snowstorm. They're like, exactly. Listen, it. well, and that's, you know, that was the thing is, and it's funny. I always laugh. And I got to this point where I looked back and I was going, Oh my God, I, you know what? I'm sorry, soul that I was so like ignoring you because I, I know it was my soul going, Hey, we discussed this. You agreed to this and here's all your contingency plans to get you back on track. You know, you turn, you just took, well, we're going to recalculate you over here, but you're going to, you know, remember that you don't want to recalculate ever. You know, you want to stay in flow. You don't want to be outside of flow, but I like to learn things the hard way. It was my way of living for a long time because no pain, no gain. Um, but now I realize that being in the flow is so much more easy and it's so much more enjoyable. So I stay away from the re- I lost you. You're frozen. You look great though, but you're frozen. She frozen for you. Is it her? Is it me? Oh man. Did we lose her completely? Jen had a big storm come through up at her house and like, it may have knocked out her power and her internet. I'm not. Sorry, oh, I guys. hear something. I'm here. It was a huge there, gust. there was a huge gust. Uh, the winds really picked up again. Sorry, guys. Things are a little crazy. We are in a huge kind of storm. Apparently, the full moon was like, here, have a lightning show. Thunder, lightning, wind, rain, all of it. Yeah. 
At least she froze cute. She, you did freeze cute. <laughs> that um, never happens. It, it does. And God, you're right, though. Like, if you... When, if you guys, okay, so if you're ever out here in your life and you feel like things are just like every, it's one thing after another, after another, and you're like, God, when I, can I catch her? If you find yourself in that God, when can I catch a break feeling you need to sit back and, and, and look at where you're trying to go because it's probably not aligned with where you're supposed to be going. Oh, because yeah, if I you were, as soon as, as soon as we moved here, everything, everything was fantastic up until we moved into this house. And as soon as we, because everything went fine, the house sold beautifully. We doubled our money. Like everything went super. And it, I'm like, this is it. Man, I can remember saying it. This is it. This is so easy. It's supposed to be this way. We got here and everything was fine. Everything went fucking south when I bought Kermit. And then I started on our big trips, right? We had all these trips planned and everything went south. Everything went south. The water heater thingy blew a big hole in it. Like I know water, it was leaking from the ceiling, right? Like the hitch fell off. I almost killed a bunch of people on the interstate. I got caught in the freeway in St. Louis over the river in a fucking monsoon. My anxiety was through the roof. I'm surprised we're alive. Like I, I'm, and it wasn't until probably I got back from Arizona. I was halfway back from Arizona and I had pulled over because the wind was so strong and I couldn't keep the thing on the road. And I'm like, I got it. Like, I got it. I'm not supposed to be doing this right now. I get it. Like, I want to do this, but just because you want to do something, that doesn't mean that that's what you're supposed to be doing. So I want to be doing this, but I, I can't do this right now. And I got it, but I really need to get home. Can you just get me back to that, to the house? And I, I will reevaluate. It wasn't five minutes. The wind went down, the storm blew through and the rest of my trip home was smooth sailing. And I was like, go on. Fine. <laughs> So now we're home and we've just kind of stayed home and we've used Kermit for little camping trips here and there, but there was a lot of growth and learning in that, that I didn't even know that I needed to know. No. And that's no, usually no. how, how it happens is that we get to this, but when we finally go, okay, I'm done suffering. I'm done in this place <laughs> of pain. I don't want to like, do this anymore. I don't want to. I surrender. You know what? It's true. Like I, it, same thing with, um, you know, my, my version was, when my, when I was at the dialysis clinic and they were talking about dialysis, that was my moment of, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. But I had, I had my first panic attack. I ran out of a room blind and ran into the wall because I went into panic so bad that my only option left was to run away and reset. I literally ran, like, I mean, I'm sure it was comical for everybody in the room because I, and even though I hit the door and went, because I couldn't see it, I still got up and opened the door and ran out into a room that I had no idea what the setting was like. I mean, right. as a visually impaired person, that is your worst nightmare. <laughs> well, at least for me, that was my worst nightmare because I've almost walked off a pier at the end of the pier because nobody was watching and I didn't have a blind stick at the time. So I had no idea and almost went into the ocean. It would have right. been cold. It was middle of winter. It would have been cold. Um, but I had to get that point where it was like, no, I'm not going like, you know, enough's enough. I will. And I did, I stepped back and I really started to think about what do I need to learn? What, how can I, what, it, what am I missing? And that was my question. What am I missing that is creating and of, and these like, events? You don't even, you don't even know. know half the time. It's not even something no that was even on your radar. Like that's what, when I got back, that's what it was all about. Cause it wasn't necessarily about where I was. It was about who I was and what, yeah. and it was like, that's what I could like. This isn't there. They're like, there's, there's something, but you need to work on you. Like you need to do this for you. You need to stop doing things for other people or for content or for whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do what feels good for you. And, and that took a long time to resonate with as well. And we yeah. talked a little bit about this last night. Like when we, like when I would run or when I work out and I, and I do, I do now, but when I was doing it before, a lot of times in, I, I did it, I wasn't necessarily doing it for the right reasons. I was doing it to look better. I was doing, cause I wanted to look good in a swimsuit. I was doing it to, um, to, uh, I wanted to look better for somebody. Like I know women go through a lot of this. I think men do too. Like when you break up with someone, what do you do? You get your glow up on, right? You go to the gym. And yeah. you, you, you lose a bunch of weight and you get your glow up on. 
but that's not necessarily for you. And that comes, I think a lot of that comes from ego and distracting yourself from how mad it hurts. And that's, and I used to do the lot. Now I do this, like we started running again a couple months ago and kind of more back on a schedule, but I find that I'm not doing it necessarily for anybody else, but me and my mental health and my physical being kind of because I eat like shit. So just give and take, but yeah, well, I think a lot of, bike. yeah. Right. Yeah, because you do like Jen. Jen will send me videos, and she's like going to town, and she's trying to spiritually coach me on her bike. And I'm like, Jen, just stop. Just call me when you're you done. Like, How long have you been on your bike for? Jesus, like two days. This is that's what you did. Like I was running ten, I get fucking ten miles, mm -hmm. a couple times a day, and I was doing it for, but I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was doing it to impress people. I was doing it to prove myself, and I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And I think a lot of people don't when when you go through this and when you finally get to this point it's it is it's something that you didn't even think about it's you didn't even know like it wasn't on your radar you thought you were so sure it was something else yep. and it's not it's about in nine times out of ten it's probably about you and doing what working on you for you and not for somebody else because you can't be your best person for other people if you know and we've talked about this too the pouring yeah. from an empty cup you won't change the, th the things in you won't change because of somebody else. They will change because of you. You're the only one that can change you for you. And that's a huge thing. Like when I <clears throat> started to write, like when I was riding the bike like that, it was because, you know, this will come back to our topic actually. Which is someday, really someday we'll get to the no, topic. No, I'll is, change the title. <laughs> well, no, Fine. this is it. My fear of rejection. My fear yeah. rejection was that if I didn't look a certain way when I came on this camera and did the show or did TikTok or did lives or did anything like that, I would be unaccepted. And the other side of that was my sabotaging tendencies were to, um, I was like, I would sabotage my, my words because I had this, when I first began my healing journey, when I first started to, to go down that road where I had that moment of panic and realized that what was I missing, it was, it was the fact that I wasn't paying attention to that, that I was afraid of myself. I was afraid of my gifts. I was afraid of the capacity of my gifts and I was afraid of how I was going to use them. So I spent years and I say years sabotaging my life unconsciously because there was this deep rooted experience that I had when I was a really amazing healer, but I turned to a, the dark side and did really horrible things with it. And I refused to live that life again, but that life was tied to the gifts that are a part of this life and some of them that have come forward in this life. So I spent a lot of time when I said I was hiding and shutting it down, that was why, but I would, you know, take the recalculating route to get away from the fact that I could be in flow and be in harmony with that. So yeah, it's been, it's one of those things, sometimes stepping back and being able to go, okay, for me, it was that question, what am I missing? Because I knew I was missing something. Like I knew everything was happening. I just didn't want to know what the missing parts were because that meant- So you were, you were afraid that you were going to be rejected because of your gifts. Is that where the yeah. rejection portion came in? Um, I was afraid I was going to be rejected because of what I looked like, because I wasn't oh, skinny enough. I was, myself, yeah. my sabotaging part was the fact that I was fearful of what I am capable of. Or what I was you, capable of. Capable. Do of you think that, that goes? Do you think that that goes back more into? What am I trying to say? Like into not being enough. So this That's is kind of what I found out. So I'm. I was kind of the same way. I don't like rejection. I don't think anybody likes rejection. Like nobody wants to be rejected. But I've gotten to a point now with rejection that if I get rejected, it's because that wasn't supposed to. And I take it as more of like a. Like, okay, yeah. well, this isn't what you were supposed to do. Like we were supposed to line up with uh, this company and they were going to sponsor the show. And then I don't know, they fell off the planet. Like they sent me all the stuff and then I've never heard from them again. And I don't know if that's rejection necessarily as much as it's, it was just kind of like, you know, this was cool. And they sent you the stuff and you're welcome. Okay. Enjoy. But they're not supposed to be here for the long haul ship. So let's just keep going and we'll find somebody else. And so, and that's kind of how I look at rejection now. But my rejection came from kind of what you said, like, I wasn't enough. I was, and we, we've talked about this. I wasn't feminine enough. I think that was the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Like I am such a balls to the wall, 
die and I lead with masculine. I, I lead probably more with masculine energy. My feminine energy isn't necessarily content. It's not a part of what I do. Um, and I always felt like I wasn't like I wasn't feminine enough. And so and that's why I would get rejected or why I attracted a weak. Like, I don't want to I'm not I'm going to get into that, but like, that's why, like, I wasn't feminine enough. So then how mm -hmm. can I be more feminine? Well, and then I tried to like suppress what I'm naturally good at and try to and like lower, lower myself down to other standards in order to be more feminine. Right. Mm -hmm. That didn't work because then I just got pissed because I'm like, I, just, I would just get angry because I'm like, I just, so now I'm just, I stopped. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not a super, like I have feminine tendencies and I'm feminine in other ways. It's not content and I don't do it, you know, but I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to accept that. And if you don't like that, you're going to have to go. And I've gotten to this point to where it's like, I'm going to, I'm sad. If you leave, I am, I I'm sad. Like yeah. Jen, if you ever left the show, I'd be, I'd be sad. It would, I'd suck. Like I'd damn, you know, and I would be sad for it for a while, but I know that I will be okay. And I think that was kind mm -hmm. of a pivotal moment. And I think a lot of us get in our head about that, where we think the whole world is collapsing. If, if, you know, something happens or that one person leaves. And I've had that happen so much now to where like, I, I'm confident in myself. Like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to feel yeah. the feels and I'm going to feel the sadness. And we've had to do this just in the last couple of months with some people that left. Um, and I was really sad about it. And like, I was tore up about it, but I kept going because yeah. we have to keep going because we're, you know, and so I'm not afraid of being rejected. I'm just going to be who I'm going to be. And I'm hoping that the right people will stay. And I think that they are now. Like, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think. Oh, for sure. And that's the best way. We to, found a good balance. Yeah. To, to process with, like, you know, I don't even like the word rejection, rejection, because I think it's like, you know, it's got this, I don't know. A negative don't undertone. It does. Right but sometimes when people, like when seasons happen and people come in and the people go, it is. If we don't take it personally, if it all, all of a sudden doesn't become something that we did and we don't internalize it and it's like a process of, a, okay, you know, our timing has come to this point where we're going, we're whying, but not staying in the hurt of it, feeling and processing the hurt, but also knowing that you will survive and you will create space for the right people to come in the right um, path to show itself. It really does change how we internalize and live in rejection. And I was the same way. I had to, you know, um, part of one of the biggest turns in my life was actually being rejected like being rejected by somebody that I cared about very deeply. And when I got past, when I finally allowed myself to heal through the hurt, to understand with the hurt, to be in the hurt, to understand where the hurt was actually coming from, which had nothing to do with that person. It had to do with everything, you know, in my past that was now being triggered and compounded into that same energy and frequency and vibration and tone that now just, I, I imprinted it onto the, the event that happened, right. I realized that yeah. I was still breathing, I was still standing, and I was actually making different decisions in my life that were in harmony with who I truly am, and how that helped me really see that I wasn't being rejected. I was you being ever pushed look, into my did path. You, did you ever look back on that, or do you look back on that now and be like, damn, Thank I you. it. Yeah! yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, I, so I do. And but because we would never have worked, I wouldn't be here right now. If I had stayed there, I would be making the choices that were still the U-turn. So I I'm am this, thankful. Like, I have this cat, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a cat. This cat's, I don't know, she's like 13 or 14 years old. But she's my breakup cat. Mm -hmm. And it was the first, I can remember the first like adult, like hard like rip your fucking heart out and just stomped all over horrible breakup and the, it was probably the worst i'd maybe at that point had ever felt and i then one of google's like go get yourself a pet it can help you heal and i'm like that so i went and got a cat i have a breakup cat and this was i was in my early 20s worst thing and i still hold on to and i still hold on to a lot of that now or i did i'm we've worked through a lot of that but i'm looking back on it now and this in a couple of years back too like i looked i could not imagine being with that person now, like not even a little bit, like knowing, and I'm, I hope they're doing great. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not big. I don't know if that's yeah. social media. I don't look, I don't care, but I hope they're doing great. But 
looking back at the toxic bullshit that was going on at that time and that I was so bought into and I thought was love and I thought was like looking back on it now I'm like man no like no no like what the hell were we what the hell were we what the what was I thinking I was in my yeah. 20s and I was young and dumb and we were in that path right like to show you what you didn't bullet. want what you don't dodged want to wear bullet. you're damn right but, but you still have again. to heal from it and that's the thing is like when we get to this point where you you know you sit with it and you begin and it's some things we will never understand. I fully admit that. There are things that events that happen in our life that we may never understand, but those events don't have to define us. They can help us grow. Uh, and but the ones that you do get, you do find understanding with. And sometimes it's not right away. Like this was a, a bit of a process before I could look back and be like, you know what? Thank you for pushing me away. Thank you for doing something that I really forced me to hit my motherboard, my core hey! line. It did. It, it, there was a line there that I was not willing to cross and that line got crossed or, and that was it. Like that was my shift. You cross that line and I have no problem walking away and I know it. And, but until that line gets touched, well, I'll give you a million, like, I will give you a chance. Like I am very, you know, okay, we can work through this kind of person. Um, because I see things differently than, than a lot of people do, but there's that motherboard and that got touched and that was it. I was like, okay. And, but you know what? It still took both of us hitting each other a couple of times after for us to go, okay, I need, we're done. Like, and it was one of the best things because it helped me do what I'm doing today. I would not be here in this seat today if I, right. And Same. You know, I'd be in some, mis I, I fucking a Johnson. I'd be, I'd be fucking miserable. I know it. Like, I don't know. But boy, what like, thank God, you know, it's sometimes like rejection makes you look at rejection a whole different way. It's just it repel you into you, your greatness. If you don't internalize it, if you don't make it personal, um, then it definitely can. It, it can. It can redirect you into. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much. We love your face. It can definitely redirect you into more of your purpose. Um. Well, what did we talk? So we we we've talked about the self sabotage. We talked about yeah. what what was the other one? Rejections. We Rejection. talked about that. Um, Lily's flowers. We love your face. Thank you so much. Oh, you guys, thank happy you. Friday. Thanks for listening to our rant. <laughs> um, we're gonna call this the rant line. We are. I think a lot of Edwin, can we talk about surrender a little bit too? Oh yeah, that's huge in this whole process when it comes to overcoming your self-sabotaging tendencies or habits or actions and reactions or the, you know, giving, it's not even giving into rejection. It's about going, I surrender to who I am. When you mm -hmm. surrender to who you are, there's a flower of life, a blossom in you. That doesn't mean you haven't hurt. That doesn't mean you haven't suffered. That doesn't mean you haven't experienced pain. But when you go, I'm not going to fight the pain. I'm not going to fight the suffering. I'm not going to like uh, keep fighting myself and who I am, that is, to me, that is what surrendering has been for my experience and what I've seen um, in the chair, on the Reiki bed, with horses, like the whole thing is surrendering to who you are and allowing that authentic version of yourself to start guiding you. And I think surrender was, was, and then you had actually taught me the surrender thing uh, a while back. And it was a story because I, I didn't know we we talked about this too, going constantly being stuck in the cycle of healing and then constantly going back and just repunishing yourself over and over and over and over and over again because you tripped up once, because you were triggered a little bit by one thing that you thought you'd healed. And so then you go all the way back and you do it all over and you don't really need to do that. And But I got caught in this cycle of, and it was just constant. It was just, and it was exhausting. And I can, oh. I was so spun out and I didn't know where I was going. And finally, like, and, you know, what it's like a Wednesday night. It's two thirty in the morning. Straight, I had a panic attack. Couldn't sleep. Get in the shower. Sob. Just sobbing. Like, cause I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to he be happy. I don't know how to be healed. I don't know how to be feminine. I don't know how to be a podcast host. Like, I'm my fucking band. Like, it was like first time we got banned. Just sobbing. And I begged. I remember begging anything, whatever, God. And I, I think I even said that too. Like, whatever, whatever's out there at this point, we just take, it's not supposed to be this way. It shouldn't have to be this way. Why am I constantly having to live in this cycle of, of 
being ripped open and stitched back together just to be ripped open again, sobbing. And then I got out, I dried off and I went back to bed. I fell asleep and I fell asleep almost immediately. And, and the next morning I woke up and emotionally I was super tired, obviously, because that's, that's a big moment. But from then on, like things got a little easier. Like I just, I gave it all yeah. to them. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I get the human experience. I get that there's lessons and I get that we're, but I'm like, my physical experience can't handle this anymore. Like I'm, I can, it's one of those dark moments where you almost understand why people choose to, to dip. And it, for a lack of a better word, I have to be careful what I say here on YouTube. But, you, and when, when that starts to happen, you better do something. You need to talk to somebody. You need to do something. Because when you start to resonate with that, wait, you better fucking do something. And it did. And it, it, it got better. And then, then it became, and when we had the meditation, then they, you know, in this meditation, they were like, look, you're, you're done with it. Like you are the one that keeps going back and recycling. You're the one that keeps punishing yourself. We closed the book. It's over. You can now just practice what you've learned and, and accept things for when they come and then make these decisions. You, you trust, you know, you know, and boy, that just changed my whole perspective on everything, yeah, on everything. And yeah. so then I did, because then it, then it became, I got really guarded and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna let anybody in. We're not going to use the L word. Like I went back to that. But then what had happened was, and then people started to leave and I had to set boundaries. Those boundaries weren't accepted. And so then, you know, we had to separate and it didn't hurt. I mean, it hurt. It was sad, but it didn't, it wasn't soul crushingly. I was pretty sad about a couple. It wasn't soul crushingly horrible though. And I didn't let it really ruin my whole day or my a few days. It just, and then it, I was able to move forward. And that was huge for me. That was huge because I'd never been able, I used to, it used to be so life altering when things like this, I don't make connections with people. And so when I can make a connection with somebody, a real connection, and if we have to separate, like that's just, that was really hard. And now it's just not, it's weird. Surrender is a weird thing. So it if is. you're at this point where you're like, you don't know what to just surrender, hit your it, knees, pray to God, pray to, to the unit, whatever, Joe, whatever, whoever. whoever, whoever it is you, you, put your faith into and just ask them. Say, you just take it. Or even just ask We take it for a while because mm -hmm. I'm tired. They will. And then. Absolutely. Fucking age down. And okay. when, and it's funny because when I was younger, this surrender used to come up when I was first finding people on their spiritual path. Cause, um, I was actually, you know, talking about rejection. I was rejected a lot in the spiritual community because I would just be like, well, you just do this, this, and this, and that'll be fine. Like, you know, that'll be healed. Like, you know, where I didn't necessarily resonate with all the processes. Like you have to play, like, especially with uh, the energy. Uh, Reiki is a very, like, it has modalities. When I, you know, when I was first coming into this community, I was brought my friend who was, had taken her level one, level two. She's like, you know what? I really think you're going to resonate with this. Start, you know, come to these shares. Well, I didn't have it in me to follow these hand placements because I understood and saw the body differently and knew if I hit this acupoint right here, things would unfold. Like, and I, I proved it, but it wasn't welcome. So I got kicked out of all these shares. Like they were like, so sorry, you need to do it our way or you can't be here. And I'd be I like, I hate that. Get to the fucking shit. Okay. Who is that? Give me a name. Do I need to call him? No, because no, no, it was it was I'm a good column. lesson though. It was a lesson for me and going. I know what I know. I believe in myself, and I'm going to stay true to who I am. Like that's what it really did teach me. But here's the thing: is I had they kept talking about this word surrender, and they're like surrender. You got to surrender everything. You've got stuff going on. You got to surrender. I'd be like, and when I was young, I was an ass. I still am an ass, but I am a better ass now. Um, I'd be like that surrenders for the week. And I, that's how oh, yeah. I looked at it. Okay. Yes. So my 21, 20, 22 year old self was like, I got my, like, I can carry the world on my shoulder. And I went to this whole, and again, this was part of my like unwinding, which I now am grateful for because it taught me surrendering is one of the biggest strengths that we have. Because when we go, I've had enough, I, you know, when you stop and you talk to whoever you're deciding to talk to that day, um, and my name always changes just so we clear because I like to change the name just to mess with all of them upstairs. Um, but I 
understand that I'm here, but I do not need to suffer in pain anymore. So take it, have it. I don't want to, I choose. Not supposed to be that way. It's not we're supposed not, to be that way. We're not way. supposed to be constantly like hurting. That's no, not normal. We're programmed to be constantly we are. hurting. We have been set up in our entire lives to hurt, to suffer, to be in this space of pain. And it's not supposed to be like that. But that's that's the biggest veil that will be revealed. And it is being revealed now with all these changing is that people are everyone. The collective is learning that suffering was never meant to be the point of life. And because it was programmed into us, we've been, you know, our consciousness is starting to remember that we don't need to suffer anymore and that we don't have to suffer anymore, but we have to make the choice. I think a lot of people get wrapped into too that in order to feel anything good, they have to suffer first. Like you, oh, have to, it's, oh, it's almost like you oh, have yeah. to earn it, right? I can't be spiritually enlightened unless I earn it. Okay. And this comes back to like, I hate when people do this too. Like they start comparing traumas, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not comparing traumas. Okay. If, if Jen's trauma is different from my trauma and that's it, like, and it doesn't mean that it affected her any differently or any better or any worse, or maybe she, you know, yeah. people seem to get into this. They don't deserve to be happy until they've worked through all of this stuff. And I, that's when I'm going to go back to the cycle of healing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you healed it. You shut the, you shut the book, you shut the book. It's over. Like it's over. And then you get triggered a little bit, maybe. Maybe you go a while, and then all of a sudden something happens, and you're having a bad day, and it does. It triggers you. And maybe you react out of that trigger one time, that one time. But you've, you've had weeks where, you know, you did great. Just because you did it that one time doesn't mean you got to go open the book back up. Leave mm-hmm. it shut. Recognize that you're having a bad day. Reach out to whatever it was and apologize. Because we fuck up. Okay, and you don't have to keep punishing yourself with the deep shit and the dark shit and the painful shit. Just because you, you, you've slipped up one time and that's, I, and I, I'm hung up on that because I got so stuck in that. And like, and it was you, it was you that gave me permission. You were like, look, why don't we just quit for a while? And that just, that hit me so hard. And, and I had to, then I had to go through the act of surrendering. Cause I'm like, I don't want to quit. I want to get this done. I want to be done. Cause I want to be happy. I'm constantly chasing that. I want to be peaceful. I want to be enlightened. I want to be happy. But none of that is at the end of the tunnel. All of that you have is, is right within you right now if you decide to tap into it. You don't have mm-hmm. to be fully healed and untraumatized or heal all your traumas in order to be happy. You can choose to be happy and work on things at the same time if you choose to. Fucking A. Dang. Right? And when that's the, Dang. Well, that's the thing, right? We, we have these ideals and they're ideals yeah. that we have grown up with or we have perceived or we've taken on that... You know, and I, hey, I, in my early twenties, I, those ideals were strong in me. And, but I realized that those ideals were for me, an opportunity to change and just shift what I believed and how I believed and what that meant for me, because it's, what does it mean to you? And that is one of the biggest questions we can ask ourselves is, what does it mean to you? What does your trauma mean to you? What does your pain and suffering mean to you? And how are you holding it? That's what I've sat with the last, so la- I haven't had, a, I haven't had a great last couple of days. They haven't been terrible, but they just haven't been great. I haven't been sleeping well. And so I've been really just run down and tired. And, um, I try to do some different things to kind of pull myself out of it, but it just didn't work. And so instead of, of keep trying to force trying, I just sat with it. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like my kids, they weren't, and I think school's starting and a lot of it's anxiety around that too. And there's probably a lot of anxiety in this house, but I'm like, you know, for the, for the, the next couple of days, we're really not going to do much. Let's just hang out at home. You know, we're, let's eat the good food. We'll make some stuff and let's just hang out at home. And, and they were fine with it too. And a lot of times I think we do get like that too. There's, if anytime you read anything about anxiety or panic attacks, they're like, go take a shower, go do this, go work out, da, 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 go do all the stuff. And that's great. If that works. And sometimes that does work for me. Sometimes if I can run it out, I feel great afterwards and then I'm better. But sometimes you, you just can't. Sometimes you just need to go back to bed if you can. And just mm-hmm. go back to bed. Maybe call out. If you don't, you know, call out sick to work. Go back to bed. And just sit with it. And just feel it. And let yourself feel it. And let yourself feel depressed. And let yourself feel down. Don't stay there. And you won't. And I hate that, too. Because everyone's like, just don't stay there. Because then that, that's like, well, how long can I stay here? But you're going to stay there as long as you fucking need to. And then you can get up and go do something. And it's going to come. Don't think you're going to be stuck in this bed forever. You will have, you'll know when it's time to get up and, and start again. 
but don't force it. Don't, don't, and don't ignore it. Just let yourself do it. Cold showers have helped me so much. Yeah, I do a lot of cold showers. You ever done that? I've, Oh yes, God. I actually um I make Dude. a point actually to have a cold shower every time I have a shower. And I've also made this commitment to myself the other night when I was sitting at the lake meditating that even come fall, I'm still gonna be going down to the lake and doing those yep. cold dips because it makes a big difference for my physical body and I feel so much better. It's awesome. Yep. So yeah. I don't know about is... the cold dip, I'd probably Ooh. die. I do well, the cold showers a lot though. Yeah, if you can do a cold shower, you can do a cold dip because the same I process. I know, but it's the same like, process. Oh, maybe so. It is like I started with the cold shower, and as you know, August is coming in. The lake is definitely a lot colder than it was, especially at night. Like you know, later in the evening, you don't got the burning hot sun to you know warm up with. So this right. has been a but it is. I just it gets easier and easier every time. But it was the cold showers and getting into that breath work. You know, getting out of the mind set of it's too cold like overcoming that mindset letting myself be in that mindset and go okay i now choose to step outside of that and process what's actually happening instead of being you in can, that space you can do that with pain too did you know that you absolutely i had to do that with pain to be I honest with you or i won't i i pull the, I was, headache, I'd pull the yeah. migraines right out be yeah. like you know what it hurts but we're not gonna let it hurt anymore we're just gonna pull it out you can that do was, it with, I, yeah, neuropathy actually taught me that one. It was how to step outside of that that discomfort and go, okay, I don't need to be sitting in this any longer because I sat in that for a while, but it taught me how to sit outside of it. And so everything, I like, you know, you look back, the things that felt like they were breaking me at the time didn't break me. They taught me. And that's, you know, that's how my, you know, when I look back at things, I'm like, okay, thank you for teaching me what I needed to be taught. And now I don't have to live there anymore. I choose not to live there anymore. It's a powerful thing it. when you, you you get to that point. But surrender was a huge process into getting to that point where I could step outside. I feel like surrender was kind of the end game to a lot of this. In my experience was yeah. because now I can kind of, I don't know, I'm able to just see it different. I, I just like if it gets, if I get super overwhelmed or if I get super triggered, it is easier for me to catch it and mm -hmm. be like, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with this. If I'm supposed to do something, you're going to have to let me know because I'm, I've got other things going on. Like I can't, I can't. And then they will like, and normally I'll get some kind of sign or I'll get some kind of like, this is what you're supposed to do right now. Like, and normally that sign is you need to continue working on yourself. And I'm getting that yeah. an awful lot lately. Like this is, Yes, this is all supposed to be happening and it will happen and it's manifesting on its own. And I get a lot of that. Like whatever this is, is manifesting on its own. You need to continue to work on yourself. So when the time comes, you are the best version of who you're supposed to be because that's what the point is. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And so I just, not just, and that came the surrender because then it's like, okay, then I'm going to do this, but then I need you to just, I need you to step in and, and kind of take a lot of this then and, you know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do, but you need to kind of guide me in that direction. And it's just so easy. It's it better. Is. It's better. You're not fighting anything anymore. No. And it's, it's a process and you have a process and that process is, is, um, it's not difficult, right? You're in flow mm -hmm. with it. Like one thing I've noticed in the last couple uh, probably like six months, there's been a lot of generational stuff coming up. That isn't even, even for my own healing. It's for the generations that I am connected to. So a lot of my meditations have gone into generational healing, things that are coming up in my, the lineage that I have was born into. And it's really neat because I feel what they're feeling and I feel, and I can understand, I can see where I could hold it a hundred percent, but mm -hmm. that process of healing is really kind of, it's an enjoyable process because I watched, you know, it's not necessarily mine. And so I can step back and go through this process and hold space for those souls to come in and do whatever they need to do wherever it began and just watch the beauty of it unfold. And I think that's the place when you get into this place where your, your, your journey of uh, unveiling your best version of yourself, unveiling your authentic self becomes a little more like that versus sludging through the mud and having mud on your face. Yeah. Constantly. With that, Jen, we are right at the top of our hour. Do you want to leave everybody with a little something before we call it a day? 
All right. So yes, like, there's, a, there's a lot of somethings here. Um, when you get into a place where you're going to dip your toe into stepping into that space of surrender, know that it comes from your greatest strength. And surrender is a place of where you begin to harmonize with your authentic self, where that soul version of you, that light body of you goes, I'm now, you welcome, that's what you're doing. You're welcoming in your light body because your light body can shift things like that. So when you're getting there, you're not coming from a place of rock bottom where you've, you've got nothing left in that sense that you just have given up. You are actually stepping forward and going, here I am. I choose to no longer live here. I'm choosing to live in something else that is better. And I'm making, and when you make that choice, it's not, it, it is surrender because that's the vibration of it, but you are choosing to fill your cup up. So just know that and um, enjoy the process. Yeah. Enjoy the process. Good luck. Just kidding. No, it's great. No, it's, it's fine. Um, that's it. Jen, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, thank you so much for being here. We love your faces. Today is Friday, meaning tonight is Friday night. <laughs> um, what do we have? We've got uh chaotic 6:30 tonight, and he's gonna talk about actually, he's got a lot to talk about tonight. So his main content has been CERN and all the changes that have happened since the hydrant collider has been turned back on. So we're gonna talk about that. But he also runs like a child trafficking uh uh awareness group out of Boston, Massachusetts. And he wants to talk a lot about that and the Hollywood stuff it should be a fantastic live. So make sure you guys come for that. That's going to be 8 PM central standard time tonight with that. You guys, we love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye guys.